0: The word of the Lord. Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Have you ever given someone a gift and you felt like they weren't grateful? Or rather, have you ever given someone a gift and you felt like they were so intoxicated with your gift that they forgot to say thanks to you? This happens with children a lot. We have to teach children to say thank you because they get the gift and they're so excited about what they have and they want to start playing with it or using it, whatever it is for. Immediately, you have to say, wait, wait, wait. Say thank you. And usually, at first, that thank you is very perfunctory. Thank you. And then off they go. But what it does is it teaches the child the importance of saying thank you. There are different levels of gratitude. We all know this, but maybe we haven't thought out what those levels are. Initially, there's kind of a gratefulness and a gratitude for the gift itself. I'm so excited about this thing that I've been given. And as we mature, as we grow in the good habit or the virtue of thankfulness, of gratefulness, we go to being grateful for the giver because he's given me the gift. And then we grow to actually being grateful for the gift because it shows the love of the giver. So much so that the more grateful we are, the more we recognize that the gift— is a sign of the love of the giver and not just given for its own sake. A real gift speaks volumes about the person giving that gift. In our first reading today, we see that Naaman, the Assyrian, has been healed of his leprosy. Now, if you know the story before what we heard today, uh, Naaman is one of the chief uh, leaders of of Assyria. He's one of the chieftains, uh, nobles under the king of Assyria. So he's from a distant land. And he had a servant girl, just a little girl in his household, who was Hebrew. And she tells him, you know, there's a prophet in Israel who can heal you of your leprosy. So he takes the testimony of this little girl, and he goes to Israel, and he seeks out the prophet Elisha. And when he comes to the prophet Elisha's house, with all his retinue and all his pomp and ceremony, the prophet Elisha doesn't even come out of his house. He just sends word to him. He says, Go bathe in the river Jordan seven times, and after the seventh plunge into the water... You'll be healed. And Naaman is angered by this. He says, I am who? Everybody in Assyria knows I am a really important person. And this prophet doesn't even think it's worth his time to come out of his house to speak to me. And his servants say, look, if he asked you to do something outrageous, you would do it, right? So he's asking you to do something simple, to go plunge into the water seven times. How much more ought you to do it? Because it's easy to do. And so Naaman humbles himself, and he goes, and he plunges into the water. And you know that the first six times, he came out of the water just the same as he went in. It took an act of faith on Naaman's part to jump into the water that seventh time. Here we go again. And yet, when he comes out of the water the seventh time, he's completely cured of his leprosy. And the first thing he does is he runs back to Elisha, and he says, thank you. And Elisha, like a good parent, teaches Naaman to whom he's supposed to give thanks. says, give thanks to God. And Naaman's response is to take two mule loads of dirt back with him so that he will always have a piece of the Holy Land where he can pray to the God of Israel and no other God. Isn't this wonderful? It's a beautiful story about gratitude, and we see in it, Elisha, teaching Naaman how to be thankful. In our gospel, ten lepers come to our Lord, and ten of them are cleansed but one of them recognizes that he's been healed. Ten were cleansed, but one of them realizes somebody cleansed him. Somebody healed him. And rather than just being intoxicated with the gift of, I'm healed, he goes back to the one who healed him and he throws himself on his knees before him and he says, thank you. He says, thank you. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we have been given so much more than Naaman, so much more than these ten lepers. We have not only been healed of some physical malady, we owe everything to God. We owe everything. I have an idea. How about when you go home, you make a list of all the things that you are grateful to God for. A list of everything that you should be thankful for. And then thank Him for that, and then you're square. Don't forget to tally up how many breaths you've taken, how many times your heart is beaten, everything in the world that God made and put in your life. Success in your job, love in your family. How can we ever thank God enough? How can we ever repay the debt of gratitude that we owe to God? If we are to kneel before our Lord and say thank you for everything that he has given us, it will literally take us an eternity to do that. That's the point of heaven. That's the point of heaven. And the point of the Mass, if you want to know what the point of the Mass is, is threefold. It's one that Christ comes to be present with us in the Blessed Sacrament. Body and blood, soul and divinity, so that the bread and the wine, which are offered by us to God through the priest, cease to be bread and wine. And though they have the appearance of bread and wine, they become substantially, and not just spiritually, they become substantially the body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ himself, who gives himself to you and to me. And the second reason for the Mass is that it's a sacrifice. We offer to God our gratitude and ourselves, our whole being, my mind, my will, my desires, my loved ones, my home, everything that I am, everything that I have, with Christ. The priest offers Jesus Christ and his life, death, and resurrection to God, and we unite ourselves to that gift. And the third reason for the Holy Mass is that we then receive We receive Jesus Christ into ourselves. He gives us himself so completely, so completely that we can be one with him. Think about this. Think about how grand a gift this is, that we come here to Mass, and what do we do to show God that we're grateful? What do we do? How do we show Him? The first thing I would suggest is that the very first thing we do after we receive communion is that we thank Him on our knees. It's only fair. And that we should thank Him as long as He is physically present within us for the next 15 minutes after your reception of Holy Communion. Our Lord is presently substantially within us. Are we grateful for this gift? Do we say thank you? My brothers and sisters, I think that what we'll find out if we start to make a practice of staying where we are and thanking God for a few minutes after Mass, for just a few minutes, is we'll find out that we're very much like little kids that need to be taught to be thankful because we find that 30 seconds is really long it's very long to say thank you to the god of the universe for everything he's given me especially here at the mass and that's okay in a particular sense and that we are children who need to be taught to be thankful And that the way we teach ourselves to be thankful is by thanking him and taking the time and letting it seem perfunctory until it can really be from the heart. And then taking times through the day and through the week to thank him, to stop what we're doing and say, Dear God, you've given me all this. Why am I so angry? Or why am I so upset? Or why am I so complacent? Or whatever it may be. This is the foundation of the Christian life, is gratitude to God. This is why the word Eucharist is the Greek word Eucharistia, which means thankfulness. We come to Mass to make our lives rooted in gratitude to God so that we, like this Samaritan leper, may come before God Throw ourselves on our knees before him and say thanks.